0: Hello, friends, and welcome to episode number 224 of Flips and Maple Dips. It's Patrick in Halifax, Nova Scotia. It's Justin in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Justin, uh, kind of quiet for baseball. There's not really much to talk about, is there?
1: Not a ton. Not a ton at all. But we're here regardless. Um, we're actually a day early this week. We decide why not. We'll just do it on Wednesday.
0: Yeah, there wasn't really a lot to talk about. And I don't... We Do we even have... Are the World Baseball rosters no. announced yet? So we're, st- we're still waiting for those. MLB
1: Network says they're revealing them all tomorrow night. But they're going to do it after the time we usually record anyway. So we were like, why would we wait for that? We're not going to worry about it. It's not a huge deal to us. So yeah. I'll probably just retweet it. <laughs>
0: have you seen... There is a list on Wikipedia. However, it's incomplete for Canada. It's I just a lot of, I think... It what's that
1: i didn't even see it yet so
0: uh well i mean you can pop it up while we're chatting and we that talk sounds about like a lot of
1: work i don't know if i can can handle that wikipedia is pretty intensive on the old processor you know
0: no it's not I'm um scared, <laughs> before we get into it though uh thanks for joining the show if you like what we do go ahead and follow us on twitter at bfmd podcast dm or tweet us your questions we're on anchor apple spotify Wherever you get your podcasts, I'm sure you can find us. Website is bfmdpodcast.com. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the episode. Go ahead and leave us a review and uh, help more people like you uh, find us and listen to us. Uh, Because God knows uh, there's not enough, uh, you know, (laughs) dime a dozen Toronto Blue Jays podcasts (laughs) out there for you to listen to.
1: We appreciate you listening to ours.
0: Yeah. Thank you for wasting your time with us. Yes.
1: Time well wasted, as they used to say on, uh, was it Comedy Network or Comedy Central? I don't know.
0: Yes. Okay. (laughs) So here it is right quick Uh, sports movies. I love them. You love them. We talk about them all the time in the show. Uh, I've been watching the same ones over and over for years. I've seen Coach Carter a billion times. I've seen Remember the Titans a lot. Moneyball, we quote almost every episode of this show uh what do you got for me do you have anything obscure that i might not have seen that i could you know maybe check out
1: probably not uh
0: <laughs> okay
1: uh, but like i mean the ones for me that never get old uh major league of course love major league yep uh huge fan of um happy gilmore that's the sports movie so
0: oh yeah god damn yeah. i haven't seen i that love in happy years. gilmore i also yep, that's good
1: one. i also like i don't I don't watch it often, but Semi-Pro always makes me giggle. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm more like a comedy sports movie guy every now and then. Like, I'll go through, like, a serious phase where I'll, like, watch, like, 42, and then I'll watch, like, Remember the Titans and, like, Coach Carter Young and and other movies like that that are kind of more on the serious, like, sports drama side of things. But I always just go back to Major League. Like, I'll probably watch Major League two, three times a year. Yeah. Um, It's just – it's a classic. It's great. I love it. And yeah, those are kind of the ones that I, that I main. besides my yeah, Moneyball I'll watch quite often too, but yeah, not as I don't think as much as you, but <laughs> like maybe <laughs> no, actually, once every couple often. years. So yeah,
0: I watch it probably once a year
1: Fair, Yeah. Uh,
0: and usually around the time the Jays play Oakland here, my here right quick, these are my top five baseball movies and then we'll get right into it. Uh, in no particular order. So don't murder me, uh, if, uh, they're out of order. Uh, Moneyball for sure. A League of Their Own for sure. Those are both locks on my yep. list. Agreed. 42. I love 42. I think it's a very sharp, well made movie. Love Chadwick. Uh, rest in peace. Uh, that's three. Uh, you got to throw in Major League and The Sandlot.
1: Ooh, yeah. For me, I go mm. League of Their Own, Moneyball. The Benchwarmers, Major Ooh. League, and probably
0: uh, Boulderham. Oh, that was one I didn't think of when I made my list. I'm going to stand by my picks. I'm going to stand by my picks, though. I love The Sandlot. Yeah. It's it's a great movie. It's like Stand By Me, but with baseball. I'll take it. Anyway, yeah. we got a, a few things to talk about on this episode, and we'll, we'll blast through them pretty quick. Justin, hands at ten and two. Take the wheel.
1: Yeah, 4.30 all the way. You know me. Um, Bo Bichette and the Blue Jays, Patrick, it, they are supposed to go to arbitration tomorrow. Of course, Bo had filed that $7.5 and, and the Jays themselves at 5 The hearing was scheduled for tomorrow sometime. But yesterday, news came out from Ben Nicholson-Smith first saying that the Blue Jays and Bo Bichette had avoided arbitration uh, agreeing to terms on what he refers to as a multi-year deal according to industry sources. Now, this is significant mm. because once the teams and the players don't agree and they have to go to arbitration hearings, the only way they can avoid arbitration is by coming to terms on a multi-year deal. That's what the Blue Jays did with Matt Chapman last year when they signed the 2-year deal just to do those 2 years of arbitration eligibility before mm-hmm. he gets free agency last year and this year so the blue jays are doing the same with boba now boba has this year and then two more arbitration years so that's why most people are speculating that it is a three year deal we cover the re- remaining arbitration years and really the only benefit of it is that they don't have to go through this song and dance every year they can just have set terms for the next three seasons including this one and then bo will be a free agent after that if he is not extended long term before then so it's really just a a nice housekeeping move to avoid this same situation occurring two more times.
0: Yeah. I love it. I don't really think there was an amount of money that was going to be upsetting. I think this whole like waiting process has been, I wouldn't say like a formality, but I think it was inevitable that this type of agreement was going to happen because the Jays want to keep their star happy. Uh, Bo Bichette projects to be pretty close to a five war player i think zips has him at 4.7 which means there's only only 30 players uh ahead of him and uh i would take the over on that 4.7 war that they're projecting i think he's destined to have a, a really significant breakout season i thought it was last year i was wrong uh Bo did have a pretty hot september and october <laughs> pretty and <hot>. i think <laughs> i think we're starting to see what he's truly capable of at the plate obviously uh he's not the type of player who's going to ever display an excess of patience uh dude doesn't take walks there's nothing we we can do about it
1: if he's gonna hit over 400 in a month you know exactly (laughs) uh
0: his k rate will come down i think uh yeah the you know the power is there he could do a 30 30 if he's if he can get his wheels under him
1: well you and you think about the new dimensions too right he's uh he's a guy who loves that right center power alley yeah and that's an area where the walls have come in although they are going getting raised but we'll likely see a few more oppo tacos in Rogers center for right-handed batters, especially the likes of Bo and Vladdy who do have a lot of power to all fields. So watch yeah. for that to be a thing. So yeah, I think when you say 30, 30, you aren't, you aren't far off. He obviously didn't steal as many bases last year. Um, not, not 30 of course, but was over the overall very successful.
0: Yeah. I think we'll see numbers much closer to his season in 2021. Uh, although, I am more optimistic about seeing uh, an improvement in his power. Yeah, well, and we'll I... talk
1: about uh, the stolen base yeah. probabilities getting higher a little bit later in the show.
0: Oh, okay. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> Interesting. I'm all on board for that. So, yeah, overall, the uh, this is a big W. We don't have solid numbers because it hasn't been officially announced yet. Yeah, so Somebody guessed... $33.5 million across mm-hmm. three seasons. I, it doesn't really matter because That's it's just a guess. probably pretty close. Based probably pretty close to that.
1: Estimates, yeah.
0: But, uh, yeah, good to have Bo locked up for three more years. I mean, he was going to play first no matter what. It's just yeah. to what degree did they not agree on how much he was going to get paid. Mm-hmm. And now it's uh an irrelevant question. Yep. So let's uh, be happy and uh, move on. Um. Pretty cool news, though, with regards to Jays' broadcasts, Justin. Tell me about it.
1: Yeah, so Sportsnet today announced uh, broadcast plans for the spring training and regular season of Blue Jays baseball. Um, Notable departures, of course. We knew Pat Tabler's contract was not renewed by Sportsnet this offseason, so he is no longer on the broadcast team. Uh, And on the field, Arden Zwelling is stepping in in place of Arash Madani on the uh, on field roster alongside Hazel May, of course, who returns for another season of being the best. Um, in the booth, it's going to be Dan Schulman on the play-by-play, with Buck Martinez being the primary analyst. And it's also said that Joe Siddle will be an analyst on some TV series as well, likely, I would assume, more on the road, um, as he's typically on Blue Jays Central with Jamie Campbell at the desk before the games and during and after uh caleb joseph patrick who was a semi-regular for most of the season last year in blue jays central will again return and then ben wagner of course is flying solo on the radio there were some people on the uh, old twitter verse today that weren't too happy that uh, ben doesn't have like a, a co-host or an analyst with him but i mean in my opinion ben does a good enough job do i wish he had somebody else up there yeah it makes it more interesting if there's a conversation but i'm just glad that they still have the radio broadcast even though because when they tried to cancel it during the lockout season that didn't go over well so i'm just glad we have a radio broadcast
0: yeah he don't need one he doesn't need a, any yeah, it yeah it would be a, it would
1: be a luxury if he did it would be it would be a bonus but yeah ben is solid enough on his own that he can definitely carry a broadcast so
0: this is a bit of a change in peso for Arden swelling i yep. can't he doesn't do this very he, often he
1: did a few times last year um yeah and i yeah. thought did a good job he of course him and um, he he's the co-host of the Sportsnet at the letters podcast a very numbers driven uh blue jays podcast it was him him he, him and uh ben early into the numbers and the analytics so we appreciate yeah. about we appreciate that about them and yeah. uh yeah I, I think he brings we i was talking about it. remember i said i hope they bring more of an analytics focus to the broadcast i thought there'd be somebody more in the booth Uh, Obviously, Joe, Buck, and Dan are still more on the old-school side of things, and that's not a knock against them. It's just I was hoping they kind of bring somebody younger into that equation uh, in place of Tabby. But, yeah, really happy to see Arden taking more reps uh, as an on-field reporter, as I do think he does a great job of relaying the numbers in an easy-to-understand way.
0: Yeah, and I feel like Hazel has, like, an infinite – like, she'll always be there as long as she wants it because she has – she has so much rapport with the players that she makes it easy. Yep. And oh, they yeah. just absolutely love drenching her in the Gatorade or the water or whatever. Well, it's so it's does, so, yeah. yeah, it's so mean. That's <laughs> awesome. Poor body. Whatever. Uh, so it's interesting. It looks like they clone Joe Siddle, and he's going to be dub- pulling double dude. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like I kind of love that. Yeah. Uh, no, I I love hit, uh, the chemistry that Jamie Campbell, Joe Siddle, and Caleb Joseph have at the desk. Agreed. That's some good shit right there. And to have two catchers, that's... Because uh, Joe Siddle was a catcher, wasn't yeah, he?
1: Yeah, so was Buck Martinez. <laughs> yep.
0: Why is it always the best, like, managers, analysts... Managers,
1: catchers. Well, like, you think, like, John like Schneider always... was a, a catcher as well. John Yeah, that's right. Uh, the, uh, Kevin Cash was a catcher. Like, Joe oh, Torre was Garrett. a catcher back in the day. Like, it seems like all these catchers become managers. And I think, uh, isn't Yadi Molina one of the coaches for... uh the world baseball classic too now that he's retired and he's a catcher so <laughs> it's like Yachty? I, yeah pro-
0: yeah he, he's the manager of the uh puerto rico team yeah
1: so it's it's just funny how like it seems yeah. like catchers just i mean and it makes sense right because they're calling the game like they're calling pitches so it's like they they have a pretty good feel for for the entire game is as, as as a whole so yeah manager a, for the,
0: team canada ernie yeah. witt
1: ernie witt yeah exactly Canadian
0: baseball so. hall of fame ernie witt
1: exactly yeah so yeah, it's it's a fun, it's a good broadcast team, one of the best in the league for sure. I mean, we, we are biased, of course, but <laughs> whenever, anytime there, anytime there's a Twitter thread or a Reddit thread asking about who the best in the biz are, Dan's always mentioned. People do, people from other teams do love Bucks. Get up, ball, get up, get out of here, gone, call as well. So they always get lots of. He, you know, him, and Dan always get quite a bit of props for that. And I mean, Bucks done like TBS playoff broadcasts in the past, and the Jays haven't been in it, so. He's got. He's a pretty well-known name around baseball, along with, of course, with Dan, who's a broadcast legend. So, and friend of the I, show.
0: I think this is great. I'm really excited to see uh, how this year goes with this uh, little bit of a shuffle, a reshuffling. Yeah. Um, very excited for the at the desk team. I think it's, uh, it adds so much to the, you know, to the proceedings. I love it, and obviously having Dan in the booth is, I think he's the very the very best that baseball has to offer really that's you could even go as far as to say sports because he does march madness and uh let me tell you dan shulman absolute king you love him yes um i think that's it for the broadcast any final thoughts on this uh very stacked team
1: nope i'm more than happy with it i think it's uh it'll be interesting to see it's, it's too bad that tabby's not there anymore but i mean sometimes change is inevitable and nothing lasts forever so uh,
0: can we also say too uh it, do you think this is buck's last ride
1: it, it very well could be i mean
0: oh man that's upsetting
1: it, the fact that he was able to come back last year <clears throat> excuse me we, we talked about before like he he went and beat cancer and came back all in the same season uh, Jamie Campbell did too it's awesome yeah and Jamie's still battling it because he has leukemia so it's more of a long-term thing uh of course but yeah Buck was able to go and get his treatment and come back in the same year and it, it had kind of seemed like maybe it was his last ride when he did come back it was it was a pretty emotional end to the season for him uh and everybody kind of like wished him well sort of thing so there, there was always the sense that he might not come back but I'm, I'm glad he's I'm glad he's back I, I mean as long as he wants to do it I think he's gonna have a place in in the booth with the Blue Jays Yep, And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's nice to see that they're going to give Joe a bit more of a run. And, and like I said, I think it'll probably be more so on the road when uh, it sounds like Dan's going to do the majority of the play-by-play this year, um, which is great because he's the best in the biz. But, yeah, I'm, I'm glad they're giving Joe a bit more of a run, too, and it'll give Buck an opportunity to not have to do every game. And when the Jays go on the road, if Buck wants to head home for a, a weekend or two weeks or a week or whatever it is, when, all of on the road trip is, then they can have Joe fill in for him anyway. So, question is, nice
0: Bu- is Buck Martinez in the level of excellence? Uh,
1: I don't think he is yet. but What a
0: great way to cap off his broadcasting career by inducting him into the level of excellence at the end of this season.
1: Yeah, and I think I think that's probably what they're waiting to do, is that when he does retire, I would imagine that he gets up there pretty immediately. Um, yeah, no, I think that would be kind of an inevitability at this point with how long he's been at the organization as a player, manager, and broadcaster. So, yeah, definitely agree with you there. Um, TV schedule, Patrick. For the first time in a while, Sportsnet is going to have a full slate of Blue Jays home games, at least all 16 games from uh TD Ballpark in Dunedin will be on Sportsnet with the Sportsnet TV crew. Uh it sounds like the full team of and buck and some combination it's so of Joe excessive will be there. but i love it no it's great and i mean it, they've they've taken a lot of flack in the past couple of seasons for not having every home game even they always just have like the field cam from center field uh, yeah i've got something on twitter i've
0: got a hot take on that we'll talk about that
1: <laughs> and they're going to have it sounds like they, they said 21 plus spring training games so they are going to have uh, at least five of the road games most likely would be the uh, home team in those games. So whether that's the Phillies yeah. or, the, or the Tiger, the Yankee, whatever whatever feed it would be, uh, televised as well. And it sounds like every one of them will be broadcast on the radio network, all 30 spring training games. So that is good to know. Sportsnet, ca, ca, sportsnet.ca and the Sportsnet Now app, I believe, will have that. So for those of you who... Want to listen to the games that aren't on TV, or if if, or if they are and you're not around, you'll be able to catch them all on the radio. So that's nice too.
0: Yep, uh, I love it. Uh, every every game that's on the the uh, the spring TV schedule, there they're all on Sportsnet now, and then they're all on like the regular Sportsnet if you're a cable person. Yeah, you'll you can look on Sportsnet now. I think there's a couple that are on Sportsnet one and then a couple on sportsnet east and ontario but they're all on sportsnet now which is dope and uh I, you know what i did justin did a quick little control f on the full schedule uh-huh i didn't see any mention of apple tv and, and no mention of youtube so there is
1: one game that i think is one of those peacock sunday morning games Oh
0: god damn it
1: i did see that right. one but it'll still have blue jays radio and uh, I, don't, I don't know if they've announced the Apple TV schedule yet, or the YouTube one. So we might, yeah, we might lose some games there. Hopefully the, they invest
0: uh, a couple of dollars into uh, a better their, broadcast like, team. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No offense to the dudes who were doing it before, but but
1: they're far cry off from
0: professionals. We got, yeah, like you gotta <laughs> uh, get some get it. Even if they got like they brought in the same guys, but then they they added in like. Uh, I don't know, like a Buck Martinez type to add some flavor. Holy yeah, crap!
1: The thing I didn't like about the the Apple they TV broadcast exclusively <laughs> was that they seemed to just talk over the play. Yes. Rather than oh like, my having like casual like side conversations while the game was going on, which was kind of weird to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the fucking commercial music, I could not handle it. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was the thing for sure. But no, I we have I, don't, I haven't seen if we're gonna lose any other games. But I did see the Peacock Sunday morning games, and I think the Jays were on there once, kind of mid season. But yeah, who knows if uh, if they'll still make Sportsnet not broadcast in Canada? As I mean, NBC is an American station, so I mean, we'll see yeah. if if that gets resolved this year because the Jays like, in theory shouldn't lose games of the. T- team uh the the network shouldn't lose games in the team that they own which is wild but uh Righto <laughs> yeah but, but before we like the last thing i want to talk about the uh the upcoming rule changes in Major league baseball oh, this right. year because yeah. there are a few that are going to be quite a significant change and a couple of them were trialed in in the minor leagues this past season by the way patrick robo umps are in triple a this year so they're getting they're one step away I'm
0: so fucking excited for this. Do you, there's nothing in this universe that I dislike more than umpires. All umpires, wow. Justin, are evil. Yeah, I, All feel, of I them. feel the same way. Every single, single umpire, umpire I, is evil. I, I feel the same way. Um, All umpires.
1: <laughs> although, the one, one interesting thing, a lot, Not of, really, a lot of the older umpires retired. And this, this coming season, right. there's like a crop of like 20 or so new umpires in baseball. And they're can all we... and they're all relatively young. When and it's it's been the last couple of years that it has been the younger umpires who have had like kind of the best like game scores and accuracy. So <laughs> can we talk about yeah. Joe West? Or is I don't that really just... care about Joe West. I, whatever right. he wants to do to his Wikipedia page, let him do it. I don't care. People are just gonna re-edit it anyway. Um, <laughs>
0: I think it's the pettiest, funniest. Most... Oh, it's
1: it's honestly really, it's a really funny way. It, I'm impressed Joe West is computer savvy enough to uh, edit Wikipedia. So good for him. Um, (laughs) i think that dude was he grew up he grew up in a horse and buggy so i mean it's nice to see him that he's able to figure out how to edit he's not it's it's
0: he's not allowed anymore to edit (laughs) um so
1: funny anyway he's not he's not
0: allowed he's been blocked uh from Edit, editing at all because he he made he, i guess he made legal threats or threatened legal action oh, so that's fun yeah that, it's that all it, that it's all the story like is media. already over good for but... you joe hope you had fun <laughs> uh... have fun with your retirement happy retirement you're right a lot of the old umpires are retiring and yes, i i, I don't fun. actually hate all umpires and i no, just I, I find it i find it very frustrating with how much game management occurs as a result of mm-hmm. umpires making decisions they should not be able to make. It mm-hmm. does not make sense. What other sport do umpires ha- or do referees have the opportunity to say, you know what? I made a bad call earlier that may not have necessarily impacted the game, but I've got to make it up to the other team. <laughs> that feels like it's counterintuitive to sports integrity in general. So sure, I don't like it. And I also don't like how strike zones will magically uh, expand and contract depending on the way the game is going. I feel like in order to maximize the integrity of the game, the strike zone should stay exactly the same all of the time. And it should not widen just because a team is up 15 to 2. You've never Run.
1: umpired. 18 u
0: double a ball when run run differential matters <laughs> justin i don't care if it's 973 <laughs> to two for major Oakland. league baseball
1: run differential doesn't matter so
0: but it does to me yeah well if look if i want I, I want to see a player hit six home runs in a single game <laughs> i don't i if if that's possible let's do it i don't want this like foolishness of like a oh, strike God. two two or three inches outside the zone going for strike three on the outside corner anyway just ended let's it in. talk
1: about new rules before you <laughs> rant about your hate of umpires for 20 minutes
0: i don't uh, hate umpires i just hate game management uh, when it comes it to like sports hate
1: but anyway new rules <laughs> there are three big ones that are taking effect this year patrick the yeah. pitch timer limits on the shift and the larger bases which i alluded to earlier we were talking about boba and stolen bases we'll start with the pitch timer yeah. So when their bases are empty, Patrick, a pitcher is going to have to throw a pitch within 15 seconds of the previous pitch. So oh. gone gone are the days of a guy walking around the mound for 30 seconds, playing with his jock strap, throwing the Rosberg <laughs> around, you know? What? All right. They, they got to get on the mound and throw. When there are runners on base, they get an extra five seconds. It's a 20-second pitch timer. So there's also going to be a 30-second timer between batters.
0: Oh, so I shit. mean,
1: they're really trying to move the game along. Yeah. Um, so, let's this is how it's going to work. So, the length of games will be determined by innings, not minutes, of course, but to create a crisper pace, there will be a 30 second timer between batters and then a shorter time limit between pitches. Pitchers will be required to begin their pitching motion 15 seconds after receiving the ball with the bases empty or 20 seconds after receiving the ball with runners on base. If they don't, they'll be charged with an automatic ball. Pitchers will also be limited to two yeah. disengagements from the mound, i.e. like pickoffs or step offs. So you're not gonna be able to throw to first base four times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so yeah. the the disengagements from the rubber, so if they step off, that resets the pitch clock back to either to twenty seconds with the runner on base. Uh, batters, meanwhile, they have to be in the batter's box and alert to the pitcher, so ready to take a pitch by the eight second mark on the clock or else they'll be charged with an automatic strike. So really, in Mm. that 20 seconds, or or in the 15, batters will have the first eight seconds to get in the box and be ready to take a pitch. Pitchers will have the remaining seven or 12 seconds to throw the pitch. So we're going to get a lot less, like, dicking around, (laughs) which I do appreciate. And they did this in the minor leagues last year, and it lowered pace of play by, like, an average of, like, it was, like, 10 to 15 minutes a game, which isn't super substantial, than you think it adds it. up over though. the season it adds up quite a bit so it'll be a lot less long evenings and it might bring red Sox yankee games under the six hour mark so that'll be good <laughs> um <laughs> can we talk sure. just right quick yes.
0: i just want to give my two seconds yes. like my two cents on on this i think the pitch clock is a great idea i love the idea that there is also a timer for batters as well so there's no frigging around yep. you, you get up to the plate you take your swings and if you're facing alec Manoa, you're sitting back down after a couple of pitches so
1: <laughs> yeah good so it's good, it's, good, good, it's good. fun it's it's gonna be a lot uh it'll feel it'll make the game feel better it'll eliminate the relievers who come in like remember when rafael delis would take like a minute between pitches sometimes it's gonna get rid of that nonsense yep it's just it's gonna be everybody's gonna be looking like Mark Burley and Roy Halladay out there. Where they just get the ball and they throw the down. I
0: ball. was gonna make a Mark Burley reference, <laughs> but you did it for me. Yeah, shout welcome. out to Papa Burley. Still on, <laughs> still on the Hall of Fame ballot. Keep doing it.
1: Yeah. Uh, the second rule, and probably the one that'll have the biggest impact on the game, in my opinion, is the shift restriction. Patrick, the defensive team must have a minimum of four players on the infield, so on the infield dirt with at least two infielders completely on either side of second base. So there's going to be no more extreme shifting of the infielders. You're not going to be able to put your third baseman at short and put your uh, shortstop out in right field anymore to take away lefties and their power and their ground balls. So that's that's not going to be a thing anymore. And you also won't be able to have the four-man outfields anymore. So the Blue Jays did that more than any team in baseball last year, and they also shifted. Almost twice as many team. as yeah. as
0: the next closest team.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and there was the, I think the top three teams were the Jays, Yankees, and Rays. It was really a big AL East thing last year yeah. at the four-man outfield, and the shifting as well, too, because obviously there's just a lot of power hitters in this division. So that's going to be a, a thing of the past. So guys like Cavin Biggio, uh, the Joey Gallows of the world, those big lefties that were getting shifted on, they're not going to have that disadvantage anymore. So you're probably going to see a lot. You're going to see batting average on ground balls go up extremely. Uh, either way, both, both sides of the plate are going to see that. And with the lack of format outfields, now I think people are really understanding why the Blue Jays went out and made the outfield moves that they did is because they're not going to have that luxury of throwing Biggio or Espinal or Merrifield out in right field as a second baseman anymore.
0: Yeah, and I honestly, I, I think the team probably used that extreme shift so much because they knew their defense wasn't very good. That's correct. And that's <laughs> I why you that. do it. Yeah. But um, with an increased uh, quality and in defensive outfielders, I'm I'm not worried at all yeah. about not being able to shift as much or at all. It's fine. The game will be better off without the shift.
1: Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, the then the MLB's official FAQ section says these restrictions are intended to increase the batting average on balls in play (BABIP), which is our.
0: You know what else it's going to do? Everything. Gavin Biggio is going to hit. Much He's going to hit like
1: five hundred this year. Just watch.
0: <laughs> I don't know about five hundred, <laughs> but I think he'll go from, you know, the Mendoza line to you know maybe two forty. 240 250 uh, he's gonna have a renaissance season I, share, I hope I so
1: we, we could use that uh that's so that's that's the rule i think is gonna have the biggest impact patrick and the final rule bigger bases so first second and third base they've all been expanded from 15 inches so 15 by 15 on each side to 18 inches so an extra three inches on each side of the base now what that's going to do is it's going to decrease the distance between the bases? So right now, bases are all 90 feet apart. So first to home is now going to be 87 or 89.89 and uh, 89 feet and nine inches. So it's going to be decreased by three inches because second base is in the middle of diamond. The distance between first and second, and second and third, is going to be reduced by four and a half inches. So a lot of those bang-bang plays on stolen bases, guys running from first to second, that's going to be more interesting this year. So uh, when we talked earlier about Bo Bichette potentially being a 30-30 player and having that potential, it's it's even more likely now because of the fact that he's got less distance to cover to steal second. So the likelihood of him being successful in a stolen base just went up. The same goes for Whit Merrifield, the master of stealing third. You might see him even steal uh, steal third even in, even more times this year. So the the goal of this is is actually player safety. They don't want to have yeah. any scenarios where a first baseman gets spiked, um, where a guy has to slide into somebody at second base if they're blocking the base. The extra three inches is going to give. Uh, more room for both the defender and for the 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 offensive player trying to reach base safely and it will also create the mlb hopes it'll create more of an incentive for teams to be aggressive on the base paths so it's a pretty interesting rule as well
0: yep i love the increase in the base size i think uh i i think all these things are going to improve the not only the pace of the game but also the quality i think we're going to see a lot more exciting plays i hope so and they're minor they're minor changes they're not changes that blow up you know the the history of the game or anything like that can you imagine though i mean it's going to be weird thinking about all these records that existed in the past when it came to base running Mm-hmm. I think this is pretty much the only way that anybody would ever be able to beat Ricky Henderson's stolen base record. <laughs> it's still going to happen. I'm adding, yeah, this, uh, conti- well, it's, it's sort of the start of a new streak for me, which is mentioning Ricky Henderson in, in, a, <laughs> in an episode, because I think he's super underrated.
1: Um, yeah, so some of the, the, the whys for these rules and the whens, these rules are going to go into effect for all spring training games to provide the players with an adjustment period. And umpires have been instructed to begin calling the violations right away. There's going to be no grace periods. There's not going to be like a oh, first-time warning. It's just going to be an <laughs> automatic offense right away, for that, especially right. for that pitch clock, which is great. Uh, the rules will be enforced during the postseason. They will not be enforced during the World Baseball Classic, as Major League Baseball is not the governing body of that um why this happened mlb says as major league baseball sought ways to address the issue of games taking longer with reduced action the league conducted extensive fan research to determine the best version of baseball this is a quote from theo epstein who of course is an mlb consultant now he says we've been asking hundreds thousands and through surveys tens of thousands of baseball fans and players and executives and scouts and everybody else and y- you do see some common trends in what the best version of the game means to people. More people want – people want more balls in play. Uh, people want more uh, – people want players to show their athleticism on the base paths and in the field. And above all, those fans want a faster-paced game and games to not take three bloody hours every time. So, I mean, MLB went into this, uh, and they said, you know what, we need to <laughs> – uh, we need to we need to see more balls in play go for hits they uh, they estimate here uh, I mean it's they estimate that the defensive shifting is only going to raise batting average by a couple of points across the league, but that could mean like an extra 100 200 hits a season just based on the entire league as a whole. So it might not you might not see an immediate impact, but over the course of the season we'll get more data on this.
0: I'm excited.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's fun. It, it's, it's, it's fun to see meaningful changes. You know, it's not just adding pitch calm, which was fun because it did speed up the place a little bit. But now we're seeing actual time, like timers going in for pitch counts, which we love. And we're seeing defensive changes to and shift restrictions, which I, I, I mean, I am a fan of the shift because I, I like uh, analytics and I think that teams should do whatever they can to get the other team out. But I'm, I'm curious to see how much of an impact that has. It'll be fun to Me look too. back at it next winter.
0: Who do you think is going to be the first player to throw a hissy fit on the mound when they get called for an automatic ball? Or do you think it'll happen at all?
1: Uh, it'll probably happen. But, I mean, y- you're not going to be able to argue it because there's, there's going to be a clock, I would imagine, somewhere behind home plate that a pitcher is going to be staring down at. From the mound, they're gonna know full well when yeah. they fucked up. You know, it's not now, if it if it runs out, things.
0: does it just reset back to twenty seconds again? Well, I'm, or... I'm guess
1: well when that when it runs out, the there's gonna be an automatic ball called. So I'm I'm ass- I'm assuming that the umpire is gonna have to call time in that situation to call that ball. But I again, I'm not one hundred percent certain. I'm guessing there's probably gonna be a pitch clock somewhere in center field that the umpire will be able to see from behind the plate, and then also one that the pitcher can see.
0: If you're Now, if you're up 0-2, do you fuck with this rule a little bit?
1: No. I don't think we're going to see no, any, I don't think so any either. fucking around. I don't, You don't want to give anybody an advantage ever in baseball. No, I'd
0: say it's going to be like one out of every thousand pitches. Yeah, probably well, less than that, I because we'll, we'll nobody's going to want to throw.
1: Yeah, we'll probably see a few violations in the spring as people get adjusted to it. But I'd be very yeah. shocked to see like more than a handful of these things happen during the regular season.
0: It's going to be Garrett uh, Cole. <laughs> I
1: I thought that's probably where you were going with yeah. it. Kermit's going to be mad. Um but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's it is it's fun. I'm I'm glad there's going to be something done about pace of play because something needed to happen and hopefully these rules are a step in that in the right direction. And I mean MLB will reevaluate them. And I mean they they did it. They had these rules in in the Atlantic League and and some minor league levels last year, so uh, they say the the drill changes were all tested in more than eight thousand games at minor league and independent league action last year. So this isn't something that they've just thrown into Major League Baseball without tons I of on.
0: I feel like we are one year away from robo ump's.
1: It's it's not not impossible. It's it's going to happen. I and I mean, if they're at Triple A, that like literally one step below, right? So I mean, if things go well there and there are no issues i don't see how they don't implement them either next year or the year after
0: do you think that angel hernandez checks under his bed every night (laughs) for the robo i
1: think angel's got a lot more demons to worry about than just robo lumps wow how long have you had that
0: in a holster waiting to fire off
1: i mean i can talk about angel hernandez all day if you want
0: i really don't want to i Angel think this Hernandez is a good podcast. spot for a... yeah no let's let's end it there we don't actually have canada roster wbc news i was deceived yeah the stuff that's on wikipedia is is speculative poo-poo. it's it's very speculative i did see there was something uh, i don't even know if this is true If josh Nealers is gonna play or not uh we'll just have to wait till tomorrow i guess and We'll be back in a week's time anyway. It'll be pitchers and catchers reporting day. Yeah, we'll be back to talk about that. And I'm sure we'll have more details on the bow news. In the meantime, if you like what we do, at BFMD Podcast on Twitter, anchor Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, check us out, website bfmdpodcast.com. This is Patrick. He's Justin. Thanks for listening. Um, we love you guys. And uh catch you in the next one.
1: Fifty days until opening day, Patrick. yeehaw Fifty days. Here we go. Alright, will see you everybody next time.